What's good, everybody? It's 99 miles per hour with Percy Garner, and uh, I'm excited about our guest today. Uh, but before we get to our guest, I just want to remind everyone that I do have a merch store. All the proceeds go to students uh, that are trying to attend college and helps them with their funds there. So if you want to help a student out, go ahead and purchase some of the merch. And then also uh, my Discord community, where it's focused on baseball, but if you just want to join and talk about anything, you're, you're free to do that as well. Uh, all the links will be down in the uh, description. So if you have any questions or anything about pitching or beyond, that's the place to go. All right. Without further ado, I want to get to our sponsor. And without them, this podcast will not be possible. So thank you to Peterman Plumbing. And uh, yeah, this next guy, I want the, the guest I want to introduce today which I'm kind of, I didn't know about this until I was doing a little bit of research last night, but I knew this part. I mean, he throws harder than me. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but the second part is, uh, he made his debut five days before me, which is very unfortunate. And he's younger than me. So all bad things in my favor No, <laughs> but, um, uh, no, but on, on a serious note, uh, you know, this person, uh, I played a lot of, of baseball with um, when I first got to the Indians or Guardians. And um, it was just great to meet someone who shared uh, uh, my faith and I was able to, you know, live with and kind of uh, learn some things from and uh, also see his marriage in relationship with his wife. Um, and I just kind of admired that. And also his approach to the game, which we're going to get into a lot today. Uh, that's what we want to focus on a lot. But we're going to talk about, you know, uh, the team he likes in, in the NFL. And uh, we'll also talk about, you know, this is going to be another year of spring training because he's still in professional baseball. Unlike me, I'm a, you know, I'm a citizen. What do they call that? I'm a civilian. Now I'm a civilian now. So <laughs> without further ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Ben Heller. How are we doing, Ben? Hey, Percy, thanks for having me. Excited to uh, join the show. I just got to say, I may have you beat in uh, velocity and debut time, and I'm a little bit younger, but your sinker definitely is nastier than mine. So you got me there. I If I could if I could have your sinker, I would trade everything else for that. So, hey, I like to yeah, hear that. So, uh, well, yeah. I, so. I did see that, pic, that, that pitch you posted on your Instagram where it says the nastiest pitch you ever threw. Yeah. I mean, you weren't lying. That was, that, <laughs> that was a Percy Garner sinker right there. There I, we go. I pulled, that one, I pulled that one out of the hat or something because <laughs> I can't I can't throw that consistently. But uh, no, I, I well, last year was the first year I was even throwing sinkers. So because I was always like a low slot four seam guy, kind of like the, you know, pitch up in the zone type of approach. But um, with Tampa Bay last year, they were like, you get, you should try throwing the sinker. And so I, I kind of switched over to that. And it, I liked it. I mean, it, it. I feel like it. It kind of frees you up to attack the zone a little more. So I think you were maybe a little bit ahead of your time because, like, when you were when you were doing that, you know, the four seam ride carry approach was all the rage. But I feel like now, you know, the game's starting to swing back in the other direction where sinkers are coming back in style a little bit. 
Well, well, good thing oh. I'm retired. No. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe a comeback in the work. I can barely walk, but no. but I, w- I want to point out one thing though, because I think when when we were playing in Akron together with the Rubber Ducks, I feel like didn't you have some run on your four seam a little bit arm side run? Yeah, yeah. So, I've always had good you know good amount of arm side movement. Um, it was kind of just like. A matter of like is it going to be like run and carry or run and sink uh, where it used to be you know sort of like run and carry trying to like get up and in on guys now it's more of like trying to get underneath barrels so um just because my arm slot you know like a low three quarters arm slot so um the natural arm side run has always been there but um i think it's it's just been like a an evolution of how do I want to try and get the vertical movement to uh, to best play for for my strengths? Yeah, and I, I've so, always kind of messed with that. Um, where, and I would say later in my career, <laughs> I got better at when I threw arm side. If I wanted to, you know, get that reaction from the left handed hitter where they moved out of the way, mm-hmm. I would oh, yeah. get more, I guess, horizontal movement on that. I I didn't mm-hmm. know how to. I knew how it felt when I threw it, and I could repeat that. But I, it's not like something I can go, hey, kid, if you want this to do this, I can teach you how to do that. I don't know how I couldn't right. get it, like yeah. translate it, but it would just happen. And <laughs> oh. I'm like, OK, that's how that feels. Um, yeah, but when yeah, I that, threw, that might be the prettiest pitch in baseball, though. What, oh. You know, that front hip to seem to a lefty like Love if you could just throw up that every time, I guess you'd be like Greg Maddox or <laughs> Bartolo Colon. <laughs> but, uh, um, no, you like, yeah, I, I remember like back you know in in high a double a triple a when we played together like just watching your sinker like especially from your arm slot because you were you were a traditional over the top slot and just like for you to be able to get that much movement on it like i just remember thinking like how does that work and like and that was kind of before like the era of track man and like slow motion cameras to where now you know i feel like teams and pitching coaches are like designing these pitches like you know like scientists in a laboratory like they're they're engineering the pitches to move however they want which is why you see just absolutely insane pitch movements every day on on pitching ninja but um back back when we were coming up we weren't blessed with all that technology so we just had to figure it out the old-fashioned way just Mm. play catch look how the ball moves and try to repeat it Exactly, exactly. And uh, I did make an appearance on Pitching Ninja, I believe, one time. Uh, and I think it was hey, on my strikeout with Max Kepler. It was one of those. It wasn't that pretty of a front hip two seam, so I'm kind of like, dang, why didn't he do my other ones? But anyways, um, <laughs> oh, hey, but I'm glad we got uh, to talk well about that. I love, you know, you know, which we're going to see because I'm going to dive into that a little bit later too. But, um, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to kind of ask you how – Cause you know, obviously you've been a, a professional baseball player for going on 11 years and, yeah. uh, are you down in spring training now? You just haven't started. You're just, um, I'm, I'm actually, uh, on a pit stop right now in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, training at tread athletics. Uh, I don't know oh, if you're familiar I, with them. They, I'm familiar yeah, with their they, YouTube channel. They, yeah. Yeah. So they put out a ton of great content, which is how I first, you know, kind of got introduced to them. Like, probably many of their athletes, but, um, I've been working with them for like three years now. And actually they were, I, I came down here when I was at like my, you know, my absolute last chance of, of continuing to play when I had been out of the game for like two years, just constant injuries, teams weren't calling, there were no job opportunities. And, but I still had a desire to play, wanted to keep working. So 
came down here for like about six months actually and just kind of um reworked my my mechanics a little bit kind of just figured out like what was going wrong why was i always hurt spent a bunch of time just figuring that out changed my routine a little bit and um that's really what what i think kind of led to this sort of late career resurgence i guess if you want to call it that um but that was that was two years ago so now i've, I've just kind of stayed um training with them remotely but now um trying to just get locked in here before spring training for for a week and then um ready to go uh with the pittsburgh pirates this year so new team new year new team that's kind of been my uh my story here the last few years but i love it yeah i kind of regret i don't want to say i regret signing with the orioles but i think the the pirates were very they were interested in me long before the orioles were but the Orioles just yeah. the Orioles just offered more money, so I went there. But right. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I, I mean, looked at. I think it's no. I mean, I I think when you kind of get in that position, like later in your career, once you hit free agency, like whether it's major league free agency, well, that's a whole different animal. I I haven't really experienced that. You know, where you're like a bona fide big league stud looking at a multi year deal. But for for a lot of guys like us, who you know, you're kind of like journeyman more or less like throughout your career you're gonna run into free agency at some point and trying to evaluate like which opportunities are the best is definitely a challenge and like you know weighing the different pros and cons of of different opportunities is um like i guess something you can only really learn from going through it you know you 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 feel like you might understand what you want in a team or an opportunity and um you know, it might seem like one place is the right way to go, but in hindsight, you know, you, you feel like maybe you should have considered some different factors or whatever, but can't live with regret though. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. No, no regrets. Um, <laughs> but I mean, how's that, you know, with the family is, you know, do they travel down with you to spring training now? Um, or you, you go solo so you can focus or how's that work? Yeah, no, my family comes with me everywhere we go. Um, well, not on road trips during the season, but they'll they'll be with me in spring training um, and then into the season, wherever sort of, you know, the home, home base is, whatever team I'm playing for will kind of set up a home there where the family will be. Um, if I had to do a whole season apart from my family, I don't think I'd still be playing. Um, so it definitely helps me sort of separate, you know, baseball from, from home and kind of turn the page it's it's obviously challenging in in some ways but i also feel like it helps sort of get away from the game when i'm at home and you know most most athletes most baseball players kind of eat sleep and breathe their sport and it's hard to sort of turn your mind off and separate that you're just brewing over the mistakes thinking about what you need to do differently losing sleep at night so i actually feel like having the family with me is a huge um is a huge benefit with that and just you know i don't want to miss my kids growing up they're my kids are two and four years old now so every every week it seems like they're doing something different and i want to be a huge part of their lives so yeah that's a non-negotiable for me i agree i agree it was hard when i started out my career and being away from the family so whenever we can yeah. be together especially since i got signed with the indians that that was a, a huge blessing but um, yeah, I kind of want to, so I had, uh, my friend Jesse Biddle on the podcast a little bit ago 
and we were talking about his approach to pitching and just baseball and fitness in general. Um, he's, I would describe him as a, you know, just balls to the wall, work as hard as possible, not always the smartest way possible, but he's never going to be accused of not working hard. <laughs> Um, and I think you would agree. I mean, he's probably way smarter, smarter now in his career now that he's played. But when I'm talking about early on in our career, he was just he was going hard and sometimes to yeah. his own detriment. For you, on the other hand, I wasn't with you at the beginning. I mean, you were drafted in 2013 and 15 is when I um, played with you when yeah. we started. And <clears throat> I would say you always had like an interesting approach. And I know it's changed. I'm assuming this you know, grown and the way you look at certain things is a little bit different, especially once you got uh, injured and had to get Tommy John. I know that's probably impacted mm-hmm. a lot of things, but I kind of want to, you know, cause I, I was going to get into the Packers and stuff, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I really want to get into this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for, for me, I knew, you know, working out, getting stronger would help me. And I knew flexibility was important. Um, yeah, Bill. But I never quite thought of it like like I think you did uh, later in your career where you're looking at your movements, the way your body moves, where weaknesses, your weak points may be, you know, flexibility and the range mm-hmm. of motion and all that. Um, I guess for the mm-hmm. audience that is really interested in that or maybe never thought of it like that and just think, hey, you know, throw hard and you'll throw harder eventually. Um, how can you explain or, you know, just share with us, I guess, your philosophy and what you've learned from Chet Athletics and um, just even where you did your rehab with uh, Milwaukee Sports Performance. Just share with okay. us like what you've learned and and over the years of yeah. your, this 11-year career. Yeah, I mean, I think from sort of like, you know, a, a high-level overview, baseball is very different than a lot of sports in the sense that just being bigger, faster, and stronger doesn't necessarily translate to more success. Well, both in pitching and in hitting, but I'm going to, everything I say is, is going to be from the, from the pitching side, but, um, it, what really matters is movement efficiency. So it's, you know, and I, I think about, um, you know, watching golfers swing, like you, you see golfers on TV who are sometimes like the smallest guys, but they can drive the ball the furthest. And, um, same is true with with pitchers. You know, you see pitchers of all shapes and sizes who can create high velocities, and the reason for that is because of movement efficiency. Um, and so, I kind of, you know, I kind of understood that early on. Like, I'd say in college when I started to uh, get serious about baseball, and I went down the Eric Cressy rabbit hole, which um, he was like one of the one of the pioneers of baseball strength and conditioning, you know, back back in like 2010 timeframe when there really wasn't much information out there on on pitching development. He was one of the only guys sharing information. And it was a lot different than what I had been taught by like my high school, you know, athletic director who was in charge of the lifting program where he was just programming squats, bench press and bicep curls <laughs> and um, I kind of started to understand like, okay, pitching is an extremely nuanced movement. It's a, you know, a specific sport. And so we need to train our bodies to, to be able to do the, the very specific task of pitching a baseball as hard as possible. Um, 
And, you know, so there's, there's kind of been evolutions throughout the journey. That's, that's not at all to say that strength doesn't matter. Strength matters massively. And early in my career, um, you know, college and early, early pro ball, I still put a ton of effort into lifting heavy, trying to gain weight, like gain muscle mass, um, trying to, you know, become more explosive. Um, but I think you kind of hit a point of diminishing returns where the spending more time trying to increase your deadlift from 400 pounds to 450 pounds is not really going to make you a better pitcher. But what is going to make you a better pitcher is, you know, finding mobility restrictions and allowing you to to get into better positions on the mound that can help you stay healthier, can help you throw harder with less effort. And so I would say I, I did sort of have a shift in my, um, I guess, my training and, and my mindset um, probably around the time that I had Tommy John, which was 2018. And I realized like I'm, I'm plenty strong. You know, I've thrown a baseball upper 90s. Um, I think I touched triple digits once or twice. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, I realized like I didn't need to deadlift any more, you know, any more weight than what I was doing. But I definitely had a lot of restrictions and um, bad movement patterns, which are what most likely caused my injuries in the first place. And so that kind of set me down a path of, you know, several years and still still on it to this day of, of basically just constantly trying to find any sort of weak links in the chain. Um, you know, I think pitching like the pitching delivery has been compared to cracking a whip so if you ever if you've ever seen a whip move in slow motion it's it's almost like a wave you know where every segment of the of the whip needs to move before the next segment doesn't it 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 can't jump in order like it has to be a very smooth transition of energy and that's kind of the way i see the pitching delivery you know it, it needs to start from the lower half and transition up to the hips through the through the core through the shoulders to the elbow to the hand like every piece needs to be in the right sequential order um and you need you need the right mobility um abilities to in order to let that happen naturally like smoothly so um yeah it's been a it's been a journey and i am still nowhere near perfect um i think part of what um has sort of you know drawn me to this approach is that i'm a very naturally tight athlete or tight moving athlete you know you, you can think about like on one hand sort of like the gumby players who you might know you know you look like a baby giraffe out there joints hyper extending and guys who can look like they should sprain an ankle but they but they never do like guys who are made of rubber and then on the other end of the spectrum you have really tight movers like almost like an offensive lineman you know like they're just like a big ball of muscle um which I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a big ball of muscle by any means, but I'm, a, I'm definitely a, a tighter mover. So it's, it's kind of just about like, you know, moving me back towards more of like a neutral um, state of like, of being able to move and, and just finding the, the deficiencies in, in my, uh, in my body basically. So yeah, that's kind of the approach that I've, I've taken um, from a general overview, but it's always always evolving i'm always trying to learn always trying to pick people's brains that's i'd say that's kind of another um piece of of the puzzle that's been huge in my career is that i've never 
been married to any certain philosophy or idea. I, I feel like I'm always trying to learn more. I'm always open to new ideas. I'm always trying to find, you know, who's the next um, thought leader in the industry? Who's who's really smart? Who's doing exciting stuff right now? Like, what can I learn from them? And I feel like just that mindset of, of always trying to learn and get better has allowed me to continue to get better for, for this whole time. I mean, that's, that's dope. I could see, I wish I would have kind of concentrated on that because I, I would say I was a, a flexible athlete in most areas, but the areas that I was kind of weak in the, you know, the efficiency movement or just range of motion came back to yeah. haunt me in the areas that ended my career, uh, so to speak, in, in my knees and meniscus. And there's just certain really things that I didn't have knowledge of, but I didn't really kind of go searching for it, kind of like how you did. Um, and, you know, I was always afraid of Tommy John. I remember we would always <laughs> in Akron. I remember we'd go back and forth because, you know, we were we were pitching really well. I mean, the whole bullpen was in, yeah. in Akron. Uh, but I know, yeah. you know, I would come in and then you would come in and close it. And I just felt like, OK, if we are in a, a position to win the game, I'm going to come in and then men's going to come in and the game's going to be over. And we were throwing yeah. so hard at that time. And me and you would always come in and, and be like, hey, man, how's your elbow? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I might have, I might have Tommy John here soon. You're like, yeah, me too. Uh, I feel like we're going to. Because I don't want to throw any manager on uh, the bus, but when, especially when I got to AAA. And I've said this multiple times, and I feel like it is throwing Chris Trimmy under the bus. But <laughs> he just threw me to death. That's <laughs> basically what I would call it. Um, I love yeah. him. And, he, and it's just different. When you come from AA, and they're not, yes, they want to win, but they're, they're more focused on making sure their product is, is safe and, and not going to be injured as opposed to when I got the AAA and it was, they were, they threw me out there, you know, three days in a row before. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Carson came and got me one time, like purse, get, get warm. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, no, seriously. I'm like, oh snap. Okay. Uh, but it, it yeah. was it was the it downside was, of pitching well like yeah. if you're if you're pitching well you're gonna pitch a lot and your <laughs> your arm's probably gonna start start hurting at some point yeah i had thrown <laughs> you know 90 innings as a you know a, like basically a i mean in akron i threw some longer innings but for the most part i was a closer yeah. <laughs> once you got traded away yeah and i threw over yeah. like 93 innings in the regular season not including postseason as like a closer and i'm like i don't i think that's a lot right <laughs> so <laughs> so i that's got crazy. shut down early but yeah. um i just never yeah. looked or wondered like hey why does this hurt i just said oh well it's gonna hurt <laughs> you know so I, it, even <laughs> yeah. though we don't want to live with regrets i do kind of wish i would have took that approach kind of how you're taking now but um you know, now I'm just a, I'm just yeah. a dad. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't worry about things I mean, that hey. hurt. It's going to be a given. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome to getting old where, where everything hurts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. no, I mean, I think, you know, as much as you think about what if you would have, you know, tried to look into how, how you could prevent that injury, I think to a certain extent, a lot of it is unpreventable, you know, like you, you can do everything in the book. And or just look like look at someone like uh, Jacob Degrom, someone who has perfect mechanics. He's incredibly flexible. He's 
is basically, you know, if you could draw a perfect pitcher from from scratch, he would be it. But he still got hurt. So, you know, there's there's no way to say that you could just prevent everything. Um, I think the way I saw it is just how can I stack the odds in my favor to give me the best chance to stay healthy and pitch at a high level for for as long as possible. But um, I mean, hey, the, I I very well. I'm sure I've made many mistakes in in the way that I've trained or, you know, certain things that I've done throughout my career. So I don't think anybody's perfect. I think it's just about trying to trying to grow and move forward from where you're at right at the moment. Well, I appreciate that. But, you know, you made me feel better. So thank you so much. But uh yeah, but I, I, I see absolutely. you made a good point. I mean, the Grom is is insane, you know, but I think yeah. I even made a YouTube mm-hmm. video where I'm breaking down and I'm just like this is ridiculous, but, yeah. um, but it does it, everything. Well, everything's yeah, perfect. It makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Now, so, I mean, you had a, you know, a quick stint of, um, you know, how long were you with the Yankees? Um, well, I was with them for, I guess, parts of five seasons. Oh, so okay. still they they were my main team. Um, I mean, main organization, like, Big league wise. So I got traded there at the trade deadline in, in 2016. Yep. Um, and that's the year that I made my debut. And then I was there all the way through 2020. So I pitched oh. in the big leagues with in uh, 16, 17, 19, and 20 with them. So um, kind of always up and down, you know, just um, kind of always like battling for that roster spot. Um, but I mean, tons of awesome moments that came out of that i was i got added to a playoff roster in 2019 which was cool didn't get to pitch in the playoffs but i mean just like being on the roster being like in that atmosphere was was really cool um so yeah a lot of a lot of great memories from that time that's what's up um yeah so i guess uh you know before we wrap up i kind of want to just talk about Cause I'm fascinated. Obviously, I love uh, baseball, but my newfound mm-hmm. like obsession, and you were talking about it. You know, complimenting the quality of this podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm curious now when people get into yep. content creation, you know, what their experience is, and specifically, you're kind of in the same space as me when you know you're kind of talking about baseball. You're doing it a little bit different. Um, but now, obviously, you're a full-time baseball player, not a full-time content creator. Okay. But I'm just curious of yeah. how your experience went uh, when you're, you know, making content, whether that's Instagram, Twitter, and kind of just share, like, what made you, like, okay, you know, I think I can do this. I think I can get in front of a camera and talk about pitching. And uh, I guess, how has that gone, in your yeah. opinion? Yeah. Well, you know, I think um, sort of one of my, like, core values or I guess like my my big why like from from an early age you know sort of when I felt like you know God put it put a vision in my heart of like playing major league baseball someday like when I was in high school that was that was sort of the vision and a big reason why was like to be able to use that platform and opportunity to to help others like you know whatever that may look like um, you know whether it's serving others or helping financially in, in some situations but as i've you know played longer um and just gained more knowledge and more experience i i kind of started to realize like i have a lot of knowledge to offer the next generation you know things 
things that like if I were a current high school player or younger, I, I think I would be really interested to to learn from someone with my own experiences now. So I kind of went at it from that angle where I just wanted to share things that I've learned, things that I've found um, helpful, interesting stories. There hasn't been like any sort of, you know, really good like structure to it or uh, there's been no way of monetizing it really at all. So that wasn't really a factor for me. It was really just kind of about sharing, sharing what I know, sharing my story, trying to engage with, with, you know, community people who, um, sort of resonated with what I was sharing. Um, but I would say like the biggest challenge, obviously, as you know, is staying consistent with it, which in the world of content creation is everything. So, um, I kind of go through phases, you know, when I'm feeling like really inspired or, or driven, feeling like I have something to share, I'll put it out there and, see what happens and then you know there's there's periods of times where i just don't feel like doing anything for that and kind of just want to get away from social media you know live in real life and just not think about that sort of stuff so that's kind of the approach i'm taking which is obviously different than most but yeah i think the big the big reason why for me is to just sort of share with with younger generations of baseball players and hopefully you know pass pass along some of the things that I've learned and, and really cool experiences along the way. Yeah. I mean, I kind of share that same sentiment. I mean, I never thought I would, I've always wanted to be a YouTuber and I want to say always, I want to say <laughs> since early on in my professional baseball career. Uh, but I never, I never had the courage to actually, you know, do it. Um, so <laughs> I, it's good to hear your perspective and, yeah, I'm kind of the same. <laughs> you know, I get to, I'm like really inspired and driven to do some things. And then I'm just like, uh, it's so easy to say, you know, I'm not earning anything from this. And I really don't have a, you know, I've, I've got out with some things I want to share. But then when you learn something new, then you're like, oh, okay, you know, here's something else I can share with, uh, you know, the people who, who care to listen. Um, so I, I share that with you. And um, I also think it's, it's a different, it's ultra competitive. Obviously, baseball is competitive. There's mm-hmm. not many people who make it, but I feel like I always wish I would have started like in 2011. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. um, but you know, yeah, it's it's oh. pretty and, crazy. And I just think the yeah, sorry. I think I think the the process of actually creating high quality content is extremely time-consuming challenging like it is such a grind there are there is definitely some parallels to baseball you know just like the the time that you have to put in the effort like the attention to detail um so yeah i mean it's it's definitely not easy i wouldn't say to to make it in the in the content creation world like and i mean i wouldn't even know like i i barely scratched the surface of of any of this but um yeah, I think probably just like baseball though too, like you what if you do put the work in, like there's it's it's there for the taking, you know. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And you know, the consistency and actually it's almost like the same what you talked about with baseball. A lot of these people who have done well now, I would say maybe 10 years ago you didn't have to do all this, you know, research and caring about thumbnails as much, but now that there's so much competition out there, everyone's pulling for everyone's attention. I think, you know, we already nailed, you know, nailed, talked about consistency. That's huge. But I think now you have to be a lot more strategic 
uh, depending on you know the the genre or the topic you're talking about. Um, so it's a challenge, and I just I just love to see people try it. But I think also sometimes I just love the not even the end product. It's just actually doing it. All the stuff that you said is like a grind. I'm a nerd when it comes to the mm-hmm. camera. I just got a new one. Hopefully you guys can tell. Uh, <laughs> and all that, I just love setting it up and, you know, being the operator. Like I control the live stream at church mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of doing all that stuff. It's fun yeah. for me sometimes. And uh, yeah. you know, that's when I kind of like, oh, we're going to do this. But no, I appreciate you for sharing. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, I think that's like the mark of a true, like of something that you love. You know, you said you, you enjoyed the process of creating it. And I think that's such a good point because that's the, probably the number one thing that I would say has helped me, um, play this long, play baseball this long is that I, I truly love the process of getting better. Like I, I love going into the gym and, you know, trying out a new exercise or new drill or like learning a new pitch. It's not just about those moments pitching on a big league mound because I have, I have 50 career innings in the big leagues, 50 innings, which I mean, it, I, I'm proud of it. It's, I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a fair amount, but like I have hundreds of thousands of throws that I put in outside of that. You know, I have who knows how many hours of time spent like that, that time in the big leagues, just a tiny, tiny sliver of the amount of time and effort that I've put into this whole thing. And if I didn't truly love the process of actually doing it, then I would have been done a long time ago. And so I, I think that probably holds true for, for anything, you know, just like you said, with, with creating the content and enjoying the process of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I just know it's a struggle for me to be consistent and I always relate it to baseball. But uh, I, I felt like I wasn't always consistent in baseball. I would maybe watch Jose Fernandez throw, rest in peace, and I'd be like, ah, you know, I want to, ooh, I want to, I can't wait to pitch tomorrow. <laughs> and then there's some days where you got to get a 15 hour bus ride to Portland, Maine. And I'm just like, yeah, I think I just want to go home and be with my kids. <laughs> and once yes, that started to creep in, that. I was like, maybe it's time to uh, call it quits. <laughs> but, but, yeah. um, I enjoyed, you know, your unique perspective. That's why I wanted you on the show. And, you know, um, I always like hearing from people who have different, you know, perspectives and different outlooks and different approaches. So thank you for sharing that. Um, But before we get out of here, so we are going to close, but I want to, I want to (laughs) say the one thing I was, I was curious about was you never struck me as someone, you know, when you get to the big leagues, you're going to get like a crazy car or a, you know, crazy house or anything crazy like that. You just don't strike me as that person. But what is something that you just, you don't mind spending money on? Um, good quality food. My wife makes fun of me because I, I get like the, the eggs that are like $7 a dozen at the store. So <laughs> I, I have zero guilt buying the most expensive, high quality food possible. So, um, but you're, you're actually right. I still, I drive like our old F-150. We still live still in got like them. a super average neighborhood. So, I mean, I'm, yeah, it's that, that type of stuff doesn't excite me, but I, I could get excited for a, for like a good, you know, $40 steak from the grocery store. There we go. Now, do you cook it? Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, my wife and I both like to cook. I usually, I usually do the grilling and that type of stuff and she'll, she'll make other meals. Actually, she's really into uh, making sourdough bread lately. So oh my. that's uh make, make, <laughs> Make those good quality eggs in the morning, put, throw them on a sourdough loaf. Oof, man. That is hilarious. Chris is doing the same thing. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like that's that's probably like every wife in their 30s. Like, that's just the go-to hobby these days. I see it. And now my Instagram feed is filled with sourdough recipes, too. I don't know how they know. Like, they just like that's my wife's thing, but somehow they hijack my Instagram feed. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome! I can't no. wait to get over and tell Chris of that. Yeah. But no, man. As always, <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, you know, like you said, we do need to keep in contact more often, um, as well as some of our other friends. You know, JP, we got to check and see yeah. how he's doing. I'm sure you probably yeah. been talking to JP, but I'll be looking out for you. Um, yeah. I'm assuming, you know, I'll have to, you know, come watch you uh, when you come play Cleveland. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm Pittsburgh isn't that far away either. So that is true. I always, I, you know, I'm to, a Steelers uh, fan, yeah. so I go to a lot of Steelers yeah. football games. Uh, well, not a lot. Yeah. I usually go to one a year. But um, OK, it's 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 really close. Yeah. So I forgot about that. And I've never been to the Pirates um, uh, baseball stadium. So is it still PNC? Oh, man. Yeah, I've, I've heard. PNC, yeah, I haven't been either, but I've heard nothing but great things. So um, you, you should come out for sure. All right, well, we'll be praying for you, man. Hope you uh, yeah. big and healthy through spring training. Hopefully, you make the squad, and then we can come out and see you. But again, yeah, appreciate you coming, man. Thanks, and, person. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I guess yeah. to all those who absolutely, this is fun. Yeah, um, uh, appreciate everybody who's you know coming back every year that I make one episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um but no I, I i hope you guys are enjoying the the guests that we bring on um we're gonna have a focus of pitching baseball professional sports all that stuff and uh, we got some more guests coming on so um i also forgot to say this at the beginning but make sure you like and subscribe <laughs> and uh make sure you check out mine and ben's socials will be low will be below so his uh, if you want to reach out to him, ask him questions about, you know, his journey, uh, his approach. If you, you know, you want to know more about what he's got going on, uh, make sure you give him a follow. And like I said, everything will be down in the description. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Peace. I like that Corona, mmm, I love her smell.